listening and watching Rashkin Report. I'm your host, Yuri Rashkin, and I'm excited to welcome to this podcast a voice directly from Moscow, Russia, Peter Yevgenyev. Peter is an interpreter and um, man of, uh, I think, interesting views that we're going to learn more about. Peter, welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, you know, I'm cynical. Uh, I'm cynical of, of uh, mythology and religion uh, because, uh, as an interpreter, uh, you know, like I'm a part of a I'm a part of a professional chat, right? And uh, you know, I uh, uh, advertise myself uh, as a, uh, the chief bullshitologist, right? Because any bullshit, uh, like t- uh, magic, you can crystals, do it in two languages. You know, I've I've translated it all. You know, like any scam artist, any spiritual guru, energy coach. Uh, I believe in none of that cheese stuff. You know, uh, I'm sorry. You know, there is a, there is a mystical side of me, but as far as people that are trying to sell you this crap, uh, no, no. You know, you know, no, no one's going to make you a magician. You know, no old man with a staff is going to come down from the mountains and save you. You know, that's not going to happen. You know, but there are a lot of people who are hungry for that. So is it our, you know, the, the rescuing of the drowning is the business of those drowning? So we should be taking care of ourselves? There is no, I mean, uh, you know, what are you saying here, Peter? Am I saying there is no God uh, or uh, there, is, there is nothing? In... <laughs> no, no, you know. Because I, I think I, we got I, to this point rather quickly. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you something. Uh I am uh, uh, I am very much a believer, uh, but uh, <laughs> I wrote a thing about the Orthodox Church today, right? You know. Oh, I did you? Okay, the, go ahead. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, the, I don't remember it was from the from some point in early Christianity. I believe it because it's absurd, you know, and I understand that. You know, as far as the whole thing with, you know, I'm not only talking about the idea of uh, God the Creator. I'm talking about uh, the ways uh, things are presented in the Bible, okay. the floods and all of that. A parting of the sea and all of that stuff, you know. I uh, believe it because it's absurd. You know what I'm saying? I would, you know, with uh, some suffering, you know, uh, I can kind of swallow it. Yeah, but it you know, seems I, like it's it seems like some kind of a medieval thinker that would say that that because it is so crazy, that's why I want to believe it because you couldn't, exactly, you can't exactly. understand it. You have to accept exactly. it. Yeah, but you know what? I can I can take that. I can take that. I'm willing, you know, with some <laughs> suffering, with some with some busted brain, I can say, okay, you know, you, it's absurd, but you believe it. But you know what? Uh, but when it's not only absurd, when it's uh, greedy, <laughs> you know, when it's uh, when it's lying, when when it's uh, well, I, I mean, mean, that's that's a big difference between like, uh, absurdity. I can take. Okay, you can believe in something absurd, but when you look at the church right now, we uh, we're having a, uh, we're having discussions about uh, domestic violence law. Right, because women are being killed, and uh, uh, the Orthodox Church is uh, uh, speaking against it. You know, it's like uh, being a part of it uh, is being an accomplice. You know, but, at this point. But I mean, or, or, just just for a second to continue with your argument, if it is absurd, is right there violence against women? Example of something that's pretty absurd. Um, is, okay. is, don't you accept that and believe into that because it is absurd, or is the stories where you stop? I think uh, what, the, what they're trying to do, you know, when they look at all of the things wrong uh, with uh, Christianity, because my dad still remains a, a, a North, Orthodox Christian, because right. he's part of the uh, uh, Jewish uh, nice version of the Orthodox Church. Uh, well, you know, it is in place. Uh, 
But the, yeah, oh man, we, we had an, we had a lovely trip to Cyprus. I'm sorry for the for the detour, but I, I think you'll love it. Uh, so we took one of those uh, excursions, like a tour uh, of the island, and it was lovely. You know, when you go, you go past all of these lovely landmarks, and they would say, "Under these two statues, the lover have to kiss." And this is where you have to throw, uh, uh, this is where you have to throw a coin, you know, for good luck, you know, all of that shit. You know, me and my dad were both like. Oh, you know, it's a cringe moment, you know, uh, just continuously one after the other, you know, we're just sitting in this bus like, oh, again, another one, you know, and then, and then I started going, well, uh, the uh, Cyprus cedars didn't used to grow, didn't used to grow in uh, Cyprus until the day St. Helena uh, really liked this place and she turned the pines into cedars. And I look at my father, I don't even say anything, I was like, <laughs> how do you like that? <laughs> that you know? Well, <laughs> so you know, so they start talking about, and then we go to this. Uh, there's this icon, and there's this icon that has its face covered because it's so it's so holy you just can't look at it. And there was this one patriarch a thousand years ago, and he actually unveiled it, and you know what? He went blind, and since then it was it was shut off, you know. But you know what? You can buy small icons right now, and you can place them against the big one, uh, you know, the big one to take on the magic power, right? You know. I'm just sitting there with with my dad, you know. Once again, it's a silent scene. It's like, yeah, what do you think of that, Dad? You know, it's like right. I love. No, th this is the mix of religion and belief and tourism and and local <laughs> needs. Because I think what they did to you with the fountain, it sounds like it's a form of taxation. You know, you have to throw a coin in this fountain. Now throw a coin in this fountain. Exactly. You know. No, I mean it's, it's great because it's like you know it's seeing the uh, the Greek myth, the Aphrodite, uh, mixed with Christian myth, like one to one, like the same thing. You know, this is, uh, this is where you throw a coin, and this is the holy icon. You know, lovely. You know, and then uh, and then uh, uh, she she you know we're, we're sitting on the front uh, in front of the bus right behind the tour guide. You know, and at the end of the scene, she was like. Uh, Oh, I got the, uh, we stopped by a monastery. I didn't even get out of the bus. Actually, I was sitting on the bench. I didn't care to walk in because I was like, oh, too much, you know. Uh, you don't say. Not that, I was, not, not that I was afraid that I'd be struck by a lightning. Uh, For your <laughs> blasphemy. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting in the, in the front seat, she's, uh, seat, she's right in front of us, and she handles this bag full of cotton swabs uh, with myrrh, and she goes like, oh, yeah, you can, you can use your, for your wounds, for, give, it, give some to your friends, you just throw it away when it starts smelling bad, you know, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm sitting here with my dad, I was like, <laughs> you know, you want to <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you. That's that's not my kind of souvenir. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But okay, so so to you, this is all part of religion. Belief? To me, it's all sad. To me, it's all really sad because I think, uh, you know, uh, the biggest uh, the biggest problem with uh, with Russia, uh, it's a new word that appeared in my uh, vocabulary recently, is uh, non love, right? Non love. Uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, Nilubush. That's a Russian Nilubush. word. Okay, uh, it's it's very interesting, you know. Like uh, people uh, enjoy, uh, like for instance, you start talking about like diet or uh, working out, doing sports, you know. And they and you know they start talking like, oh, but you have to eat less, you have to suffer, and this, you know, and you know, people uh, always love to talk about what's wrong with them.
you know, and, 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 and they, you know, they, they find pride in, in showing off their shortcomings, you know, oh, I'm so terrible in these languages, I'm so clumsy, and, 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 and they, they, they think of no bigger favor that can do for you than uh, tell you about what's wrong with you. You know, that's, and it's a part of the sort of a suffering uh, Russian Orthodox Christian mentality. You know, you have to suffer, you have to be miserable. You know, I think I think it's actually the biggest uh, problem the country is facing. It's a psychological one. It's a, like, you know, uh, nothing works, nothing will ever work out. It's, it's hopeless, you know, and it, it doesn't matter whether you're a liberal or a, a conservative. It's all about this, you know, lamentation, you know, they have to bury the shit. You know, okay, that hopeless. sounds very pessimistic. So does it mean that pessimism is a general, like a national trend? I believe it is, uh, let's put it this way, I believe it is something that we have to overcome. You know, this culture of uh, suffering, the adoration of suffering. You know, um, I'm a liberal, and oftentimes, you know, on, on Facebook people tell me, it's like, well, you live in your liberal bu bubble, you don't know what uh, Russians really think, you know, like you're uh, like too, too remote, you know? You, don't know, you don't know the people, you know, you don't know what they're like. Uh, but I think I told you, I know what they're like, because uh, uh, a couple of years ago I did a documentary project which is called uh, Americans Talk About Russia, uh, uh, Russians and Russians Talk About Americans, about America, pardon me, you know, and I've done 60 hours of interviews. I know what Russians think, uh, Russians think and uh, uh, the idea of suffering and uh, self-sacrifice as, as a positive value is a big thing with them, and that is just sad and needs to change. Well, the, the Russian people are rich in suffering, if, if uh, frequently not much else. Uh, well, you know, if there is anything we're famous for, as you know, living in the States, it's Russian lit. Fucking read it. Right. Know. I mean, that, 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 you know, it's, I think it may have been a, a joke, but there was a Russian version of Alexa that was, uh, you know, discarded because it was based on programs using language from Russian literature and it was found to be too depressing of an AI. So, like, they had to go in a different direction. <laughs> so, the classic Russian language is a language of suffering and pain because it is good. So, this is that, um, I think in Christianity, sometimes it's referred to as Calvinism, where if it's good, it's bad, and if it's uh, bad, it's good. The, the worse, the better. And that's yeah. That seems to... How's that working out? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, and the, the other thing is, like, uh, it's basically monarchist, you know, Russian orthodoxy, you know. Uh, but, I mean, that's how the country is, so why shouldn't the church be like it? Well, actually, when it comes to Orthodox Church, it, it is just as willing to uh, collaborate with uh, KGB, uh, uh, Hitler, and the Tsar. You know, they, they work everywhere. Well, is it, is it because they don't have an independent head like Vatican does? Like Catholic uh, I Church? Think, I, think, I, th I think they uh, they have this idea of... Uh, well, first of all... Uh, you, you I mean, know, technically, there is a head of Russian Orthodox Church, of course, but he has no independence whatsoever, not to mention he's basically appointed by the head of state. Well, my personal take is that uh, uh, the Russian Orthodox Church uh, serves the state. Right. Uh, it, right. Uh, it's not it's not about serving Jesus uh, at all. You know, uh, and, and, and I hate I hate to say this to you, but I think that people from the outside of Russia that know anything about Russia and Russian church would would readily agree with you. I don't think that the, that you're not even I, I hate to say it, but like it's not this is not news for anybody. Yeah. It, sorry for Russian Orthodox Church or, or for, uh, you know, this um, 
the blessed light that comes that comes down on Easter every year in, in Jerusalem. Uh, you see, uh, you know, it's 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 one of those uh, uh, miracles that is uh, uh, meant to be, you know, the proof of it, of the whole thing being true. Right. You see, it used to uh, this fire, and you know, like if, if the fire doesn't come down, it's the end of the world, you know. Uh, and it, uh, the time used to vary. You know, it used to come down at different times, but uh, I don't re- I don't re- remember exactly the hour. But when the Channel One in Russia bought the uh, broadcast time, uh, the fire started started coming down at uh, fourteen fifteen exactly. There's schedule, you know, it's live on the air. Those things yeah, are important. You know, <laughs> I have I have no further questions. You know. <laughs> it's like... The blessings have been, you know, according to schedule issued. As, as necessary. Um, yeah, miracles, yes. <laughs> you know, but I, I will briefly remind our listeners and viewers that you're watching and listening to Rashkin Report. My name is Yuri Rashkin. Um, if uh, you like this kind of crazy conversation, make sure to sign up for Rashkin Report on YouTube, like it on Facebook, and uh, get in touch. Let's chat. Um, my guest today is Peter Yevgeniev, who is an interpreter, translator, uh, both in Moscow, and he is joining us from a classic Moscow kitchen, uh, which is fantastic for authenticity. This is not blue screen. This is you know green screen. This is real kitchen, exactly. Um, as Soviet as it gets. As Soviet as it gets. Yes. Uh, I mean, just for authenticity, I, I wish everybody else to leave that behind otherwise. Um, Peter, I would, you know, since this interesting conversation, I, I knew it was going to be something, you know, so religion. So we're speaking about religion, I guess, and uh, and the difference between belief and bureaucracy. Uh, but as we look at Russian uh, situation and, we, you know, and there's no real point in like dwelling too much on particulars of politics, but there isn't much of any opposition to Mr. Putin. So in that setting, it kind of makes sense that more people should be interested in religion as perhaps God is the only way to change anything. You know, the, the, how, how do you get that? So does religion play a useful part there because it allows people to, you know, imagine the possibility of a better outcome? Well, if someone is, a, you know, if someone is really uh, to attempt to escape uh, the state, they would probably go to some other religion other than the, the Russian Orthodox Church. You know, uh, and in fact, uh, uh, yes, I mean, there is Buddhism, uh, there, there are all sorts of things. Uh, and uh, in fact, a lot of the people that I would refer to as a, uh, being from Vedic world, in other words, both Buddhists and Hinduists, uh, when they, you know, they have a hard time speaking about uh, 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 Russian Orthodoxy between uh, without foaming up at the lips. You know, I don't know what you can say. That's the right way to put it in English. They get all right. Here. Wait a minute. This is okay. a good one. So what you're saying is that a truly religious person wouldn't be a member of Russian Orthodox Church because that, you know, that's I would not... say, I, would, I would say truly religion. I, I would say I would, I would say the person trying to escape the state and the person who's not really happy about Putin. That's not about Got it. Being All right. Religion. Got it. That's but good. I'll, tell, I'll tell you something. Uh, what you're saying actually was very much uh, true uh, for uh, Orthodox Church in the 60s and the 70s. Because uh, my parents uh, belonged to the Russian intelligentsia that was actually baptized. Because uh, back in the times, um, the church was uh, persecuted, and I personally have the memories of, like, you know, like my first grade teacher being like, "Don't go there; it's terrible," you know. And, and I, I remember having to be silent about it. Uh, 
So it was very much in a, it, it was very much an underground thing. You know, my parents my parents uh, got baptized uh, illegally. You know, my father got beaten in KGB for having the Bible in the house for a second. You know, now that's some that's some uh, gloomy stuff. So basically, uh, a lot of the uh, um, a lot of the people who didn't have much faith in the system, let's put it this way, uh, they uh, they uh, thought of some. Uh, Activity where they wouldn't have to kiss us too much. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm naming things for what they are. Uh, and some people try to make uh, the escape of doing uh, science. Like you don't have to glorify St Stalin or uh, whoever or Brezhnev or the Communist Party uh, if you deal with uh, physics or chemistry. So a lot of the uh, a lot of the position went into science, uh, science uh, as opposed to being a writer, a journalist, or. Uh, but even of... but even in literature, you had the division where a lot of very talented people went into children's literature because there was less propaganda no, or less politics exactly, there. Exactly. In other words, you know, like you, you had to you had to do your uh, history of communist party in, uh, in school, and people didn't uh, most of the, a lot of people didn't want to waste waste their time on all, on on all of that stuff. I guess, uh, and uh, so what happened is uh, people uh, people escaped into church, uh, and uh, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber piece. Remember that Jesus Christ superstar. Oh, a lot of our clergy actually were turned Christian by that. It's lovely, you know. You know uh, that that's really hilarious because I think I hilarious because it's, it resonates with me because when I was I think fifteen and sixteen when I when I discovered Jesus Christ superstar, I thought you know this is like I think to me the best thing Christian church has done. So, yeah. like, if I were to become Christian, that that would be that beat right there, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I can relate. But go ahead. Uh, so, uh, in other words, what it used to be that uh, the church used to be uh, the refuge for the decent people, uh, for right. the people that, that didn't want to lie. Uh, but uh, meanwhile, in the West, uh, uh, the refuge for the decent people was atheism. Right. Uh, that's how it was. And now we're just getting back. Uh, now, now we're just catching up. Right. Uh, if you're if you're honest, right, and you're capable of uh, critical thinking, uh, you'll be an atheist. Because uh, basically, you know, I sort of departed from Christianity, observing uh, just uh, just observing uh, observing how the church acts. I mean, we have to separate the figure of Christ and the Orthodox or any other church. You know, so it, it makes no sense. You know, you can you can only do one. Either Christ or the Russian Orthodox Church, you cannot be loyal to both. It's impossible if you have a half a brain. Uh, there is this uh, where I'm coming from. Uh, there is this guy Smirnov, Vladimir Smirnov, uh, a priest, a rather controversial character. He likes making jokes. Sometimes his jokes are strange. Uh, you see, when they, uh, a lot of the people in the church when they when they talk about. Uh, uh, the problem of uh, Orthodox people say, well, only two percent of Russians are true practitioners. In other words, go to church every Sunday. You know, every, everybody else is just baptized. You know, they're not real Christians. Uh, so uh, the latest quote from Smirnov that I'm sure you love is that, um, well, you know, there are the two percent of those who are butzerkovlini, you know, the true practitioners, uh, and everybody else we should just hang. You know, uh, <laughs> well, see right there, there's one thought to think about and you're watching Rashkin Report. I'm your host, Yuri Rashkin, and my guest straight from Moscow Kitchen is interpreter extraordinaire, Peter Yevgenev. Um, 
Thank you for the kind words. You know what? I think I do have kind of a, a kind of a bottom line to this, so, and that's what you were speaking about with your dealings with Channel One, which is that you have to rely on your personal ethics, which I guess becomes morals. But that's where I think everybody probably is: is that having that personal code that they individually are following. And for them, this is the right thing to do, whatever that is. And for them, that something else is wrong thing to do. And that's and that's all there is. True that. Yeah, because, you know, basically, uh, that's uh, now that we talk about law, you know, uh, uh, for us, uh, our internal laws and rules uh, uh, mean uh, shitloads more than the criminal code. You know, of course, yes. Uh, you know, and in, in well, basically, Russia is very much criminalized too, as, as I'm sure you know. Everybody, uh, all Russians understand and speak uh, prison slang if needed. Even President Putin, you know, like whatever, right. whack them in the john. It's 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 very tragic, you know. I think. And the other thing is, uh, uh, that's uh, something that you know that that maybe that may be worth knowing for the English speakers is that there is this, uh, when people serve time in prison, there are muziks men and there are thieves right uh people who uh, people who live by stealing uh, and uh, uh, uh russia is a country of a triumphant uh, a triumphant thief uh, if you're a man uh, if you're uh, making an honest li living you're a sucker you know that, that's uh, that's 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 a big thing you know when we talk about corruption and everything else, being uh, being honest is fortunately, you know, I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful of the young generation, like Zhukov and others. You know, they see right through that stuff, and uh, you know, that's the only thing that gives me hope. You know, because I'm talking about Russians being negative, and you know, whilst I offer no solution, no, I'm very, I'm very hopeful of the of the youth, because uh, they no longer have uh, the fear in their eyes, because it used to be when I was younger, and I'm sure you're familiar with this, with this too. You know, you know, you go out to the country, and you recognize the Soviets by the eyes. You know, they've had, they, they have had the, they have been through the abuse, uh, through, through the shit. You know, because in, uh, uh, in the Soviet Union, as you know, every uh, store clerk uh, was a tyrant. You know, like the, the little power they had, they most and it would be sadistic with others. It's a little part of the culture. Now, uh, with the advent of uh, ill capitalism in Russia, that actually got better. You know, uh, people, people in the store actually smile, and some of them are actually right. It, it shocked me. I, I was yeah, not expecting it. It was very nice. Yeah, it, it was a welcome to welcome change, and you know, obnoxious obnoxious salesman is a rarity. You know, it's, Actually, uh, I think it was pretty much replaced with an obnoxious customer because it seems like the customers have become much more brazen, and the waiters and the and the customer service are like, mm -hmm, sure, <laughs> like it changed the power ratio changed. It's funny. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I saw a classmate of mine at the register uh, giving the. Uh, uh, give me the lady shit, you know, like, I know, like, you didn't, you didn't drink your top right, and he was being really mean and obnoxious, uh, and, uh, uh, well, I made it so that he didn't recognize me, you know, I did, I didn't really offer myself up, you know, it's like, like, I didn't go say hi, and as he walked out, and I know the sales lady for, like, uh, five years, you know, and as you know, as he walks out, uh, after being a complete bitch with her for five minutes, um, uh, I come up to her and say, don't worry, I went to school with him. He was always an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> don't take it personally. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's so true because so often people that are not nice to us, turns out they're really not nice to anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But she smiled. It kind of made her day better. Well, 
Peter, thank you so much for this conversation. And uh, let's see if, uh, if, if you're still listening to this, you've listened to the whole conversation. Well, we, I, I applaud you. That, that's fantastic. Leave us a comment. And, and uh, thank you, Peter. You're watching Rashkin Report. This was Yuri Rashkin. And my guest today was Peter Yevgeniev, straight from Moscow Kitchen. Take care. Good night.